Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot. But the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Speaking of social media and what is gaining a lot of attention, yes, we have to start with Conor McGregor's first pitch before tonight's game in Chicago. And uh, this comes courtesy of Rob Friedman, who is an uh, ESPN MLB analyst. He does a bunch of things. First thing I want to say is this. Dude, when you post a video like that, put audio on it so we can hear what the announcers are saying. Don't yeah, put a true. silent video up. Put audio on it. it would, would it kill you to put audio on this? I mean, come on. So right now, the only video that exists of this that's making its way around the internet doesn't have audio on it, which I'm like, come on, you got just put the audio on there. So McGregor's out there, and he's on the pitching rubber. You know, he's in a suit, and you know McGregor's a left. Always in he a starts, suit. He starts loosening up his arms a little bit, and he's uh, you know, scuffing the scuffing the dirt, and he winds up to throw his first pitch, and it is a line shot that is. It's not even anywhere in the realm of the catcher. It looks like he's throwing it at someone in the first row of the stands about 30 feet to the right of home plate. And it's, you know, you already see people on social media going, oh, a pitching fail, look at awful, look at these mechanics, all these things. And I'm like, time out for a second. Do we really not think and not understand and not realize that these are first pitches that are made for this? They're doing this on purpose because if you just throw the ball over the plate, hey, it's a first pitch, nobody cares. But, hey, it's one of those things that is free publicity. If you make a bad first pitch at a baseball game, it lives forever. You get relevancy forever. Conor McGregor knows this because the guy knows how to take advantage of a news cycle, right? The one thing, he may not be able to fight anymore. He may, you know, 
he may be done fighting. He thinks he can still fight, but he can't. He may be done, but he knows how to get the news cycle. And and athletes and, and entertainers know if I make a bad first pitch and you're hungry for publicity, then this will get me famous. And now here's Conor McGregor that owns the night on social media because of this first pitch he made. And you know it was on purpose. You know, you know I'm just going to throw it as far as I can to the other side of the catcher and try to throw it into the stands. And he almost does. He hits the brick wall on a fly. All right, so just this is this is what people do. Fifty Cent was the first one to throw it, and look, we still play Fifty Cent's first pitch. Look at this horrible first pitch of the Mets game. No, we still. You can be a legend if you make a bad first pitch like this. And now here's Conor McGregor, who's right now scrolling through social media, going, "Did my job." Look at this. See this? Everybody's talking about me. It's a bad first pitch, and it doesn't matter because it's not like anybody can make fun of him, can say, oh, you have no skills. I'm throwing a baseball. I'm not a baseball player. I'm an MMA fighter. It's okay. It's okay for people to show that I'm not as athletic when I'm doing something that's not in my wheelhouse. So this is free publicity for anybody. I can't believe anybody who's not a star doesn't throw the ball and and try it off the backstop or hit the mascot or something, some most crazy kind of stuff. You know, most people, hey, I just want to throw it and throw it over, want to make a good throw. I'm surprised everybody doesn't do it. I'm just, what can I, I'm going to throw it into the net. I'm going to throw it backwards. I'm going to throw it. I'm going to hand. I'm going to hit the guy right in front of me with it. I mean, I can't believe everybody doesn't do that. Yeah, I think I think there's a couple of things to it. Number one, uh, going back just to Cowboys and and Chargers to clean that up for a moment. Conor McGregor was in Jerry's box. He was hanging out with him, Post Malone, a bunch of superstars. So he knew where the party was. And then he goes to to Wrigley. And one of the things you definitely get out of it, the last couple of years, they have done a tops insert set, which is first pitches. Uh, there was a big deal last week that made the rounds. Melissa McCarthy had done one at a Dodgers game, and they commemorated in a trading card. And she was talking with Stephen Colbert, and he had one. And so she told the story of it. And, you know, they had uh, what Wilson with his uh, really – whatever, shoe-polished black beard, and so she was fixated on that. But Stephen Colbert had thrown one out at Wrigley, right, Northwestern guy, and so they had a card of him. So we will get a Conor McGregor card out of this, certainly. The other part, (laughs) if you're going to throw the ball like that, you have to have a plant. you got to have a guy standing back there who takes one for the team. Because then it's even going to get even more amplified. Well, maybe he did. He just missed the person. Maybe he did. He He just missed them. Maybe that's what happened. Yeah, well, oh, I, I mean, yeah. Maybe he was just uh, a little more erratic than uh, perhaps they they thought they would be. But, you know, the otherwise, if, if it's a good throw, it's, it's a moment, right? It'll show up maybe on the evening news as part of the cut if the game is pretty boring. All right, you got an extra seven seconds show throughout the first pitch. Otherwise, maybe you have sometimes when we've had an Olympic gymnast, right, they do a couple of flips or entertainers do something crazy, spinning around wrestlers or, or whatever. Uh, but otherwise, it's all right, first pitch, yay. Uh, so, yes, you need to get a little bit of a hype machine going by being beyond erratic and then showing you really can't push from there and back to Chargers Cowboys one last thing he would have been great he could have gotten a lot of publicity if he'd gone down and tried to break up that fight Mm, yeah maybe think about that Mitch Conner McGregor (laughs) (laughs) who gives a Twitter at How About Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. When a train hits a vehicle at a railway crossing, the results are often deadly. Be cautious at crossings, and if the signals are going, don't be tempted to try and sneak across the tracks, even if you don't see a train stop, because trains can't. Brought to you by NHTSA. Suck these big artists. This is starting to become, when you look at the people that are making these these uh, bad pitches like this, it's like, hmm, your career is kind of on the decline a little bit. People aren't taught. What, what's a way for me to get back in the pot? Hey, I'm going to throw this ball like nobody's ever seen it before. I wonder if you did some kind of correlation between the worst first pitches ever and where the celebrity was in their career when they threw it, if it would be everybody on the downturn of it. You could have some kind of graph that shows, like, you know, popularity of someone and and, and how their popularity goes over the years, whether it goes up or down. You know, one of those bell curves uh, uh, maps sure. that go on. Uh, I'm sorry, graphs that go up. And you say, where is the first pitch on the bell curve? Like, at what point on the downslope of your career is, is, is the bad first pitch? Like, for Conor McGregor, he's clearly been to the top of the mountain. He's collected the money. He's down the other side. He's not all the way at the bottom. Like, he's not a – but he's definitely, uh, you know, he's started that, that descent. I would say he's maybe uh, – maybe not halfway, just above halfway, but I guarantee you it's always on the down curve or the bell curve. 
Yeah, I mean, for him right now, uh, the the biggest thing is he's got to figure out how to shout out proper 12 every chance he gets. Because that's where he's making his money. Like everybody else, whiskeys, tequilas, and everything else, right? I, I don't even know when his next fight is scheduled. I was trying to look it up. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. 2022, quote, I'm improving rapidly. Working with the best team, money. Okay. So we'll, we'll maybe see him again so he can, again, uh, show us his and sell his wares but as a fighter yeah done now it's time for uh whatever the next part of the entertainment value is and throwing out first pitches in a suit i applaud him but again he didn't get the final result we we, we're gonna laugh at it for a moment but it's still 50 cent on the metal stand this is just you know he's a jag but look, look, look at some of the guys, right? I have some of the some of the people here, and you tell me now. There's really something to this, right? I went through a list of the twelve okay. worst ceremonial first pitches of oh, all like time this. ranked. Okay, all all time ranked. Okay, here we go. There's something to this. Ready? All right. So first on the list, Bruce Willis, who bounced the ball like fifty feet in front of the plate. Yeah. When did he throw out that first pitch? Twenty nineteen. Where is Bruce Willis's career in twenty nineteen? Come on, man. Direct I mean, to really. video. I mean, and not, yeah, I mean, and not because of the pandemic. On, on the down tick, right? On the down tick, okay? A Snoop Dogg, 2016, right? His horrible first pitch. Snoop Dogg's last hit was a long time ago. He's kind of just saying fun stuff on social media now. It's yeah, but there. he's just a legend at this point. It's he doesn't really need to do anything. <laughs> hey, man, he did a drop for my podcast, so I, I, I'm always uh, grateful. Okay. Carly Rae Jepsen, 2013. Two years after Call Me Maybe. Two years after that. Although she, yeah. eh, some of her albums. I heard a, an interview with her recently, and she played some new music. It was actually pretty good. Okay. I don't All think right. it hit, though. So Okay. You know. Carl Lewis, 2003, way after his publicity had hit, right? 50 Cent, way after he was out in the club. It's going down. That was 2014. Everybody, all these big celebrities, all in the, yeah, I'll throw the first ball out here. I'll get some attention. All in the, I'm telling you, there's something there right there. Who did I forget, buddy? I I did forget about Baba Bowie, but I don't know. Baba Bowie, Let's see what year was a. Uh, the only time we talk he? about Howard Stern anymore is when we talk about how big his oh, contract yeah, yeah. is. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that was. Our heads. That was 2009, back when. No, and nobody was talking about him because he had already gone to uh, satellite, right? He, had, he's, he was already done. So, yeah, okay. So, yeah, in 2009. Okay, I'm with you on that one, too. I'm with you on that one. You're right. Yeah, I'm telling you, there's something down there on the on the bell curve. It is there. It I is like there, that. It is there. Let's let's be the guys that work with agencies to get uh, <laughs> folks uh, a little bit of juice <laughs> squeezed out of the, the last vestiges of their careers. Hey, remember this guy? It's uh, '80s night. It's all it's all there. I'm doing it on purpose so I can get some heat. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance 
Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. The big NBA story of the day. Ben Simmons now officially is done with the Philadelphia 76ers. Reports, Gene uh, uh, Woj had the report earlier today that Ben Simmons will not report for the opening of training camp and intends to never play another game for the franchise. Adrian Wojnarowski with the report. I almost said uh, Gene Wojciechowski, who was a former point guard for Duke. Um, So Ben Simmons is not going (laughs) to report for the opening of training camp and will never play another game for the franchise. He told management he has no plans to wear that NBA uniform again until he's moved to a new team. So he has dug his feet in the sand and drawn that line and said, you are going to trade me. Now, before we get to that, there's going to be the group of people that blame Ben Simmons for what's happening now. Because, look, this is a guy who's a, a four-time All-Star, 25 years old. Even though he can't shoot and he is limited, what he does, he does extremely well. His, his passing, his rebounding, his defense, all right? The guy doesn't shoot. Okay. All right? But, oh, you can't shoot, can't shoot. Okay, but he does other things extremely well, and this is one of those guys out there that many teams are going to want to go get, and now it's official that you can go get him. Now, you have people that are going to be blaming Ben Simmons. Hey, it's your fault you didn't play better, right? How do you not play better? How do you not learn how to shoot? How do you not do these things? Then there's going to be fault of the 76ers. How do you not figure things out? How do you not make amends with him? How do you not welcome him into the fold? How do you do all these things? No, I'll tell you who is exactly at fault for this and is not getting any of the blame and it's Doc Rivers, okay? Because the moment we knew this was going to happen was all on Doc. It was after the Sixers got eliminated and Simmons, who had a horrible playoff. And clearly, look, he's not a number two guy because he doesn't do enough offensively. He's a number three guy. He's your third best player or maybe your fourth best player on a really good team. But he didn't do enough, and he gained all the blame, right? Everybody hated Ben Simmons. And you know Doc Rivers, he doesn't take responsibility for anything. Anytime his team loses, it's never his fault. Right. I, I still remember going back when he talked about the Celtics when he says, oh, you know, the team with Kendrick Perkins, we never lost. Oh, wait. So when you lost Kendrick Perkins and you lost the finals the next year and you, you never got back to the finals after that, it was because you didn't have Kendrick Perkins. That's what it was. He was the one guy. Oh, you know, with Perk, the team never lost. OK, you played one year and one. 
and you didn't win again, right? He never takes responsibility for anything. And then right after the loss, right at the, the night they got eliminated, remember, this was the big big quote from Doc Rivers when he was asked about Ben Simmons and his future with the team. Doc, you think Ben Simmons can, can still be a point guard for, for a championship team like the one you guys want to become? Yeah, I don't know that question or the answer to that right now. Um, you know, so I don't know the answer to that. Wow, man. That is the moment where I'm Ben Simmons and I said, I cannot play here anymore. Because when the head coach is asked a question, can you be a big player on a championship team? And he says, I don't know the answer. And he says that publicly. You're done, man. That's on Doc. That is this whole thing is on Doc because saying that is what pushed all of this machinations into motion and why we're at where Ben Simmons isn't going to play for the team again. And now you just have to figure out the best trade you could possibly make. Because what a head coach is supposed to say there to gain the trust of the players is, hey, I love Ben. Ben's a great player. I think we all would think we could have done more in this. And, and, that's, and that's what we're going to work on this offseason. Then you get him in your office. You light into him and go, dude, I don't know what the blank that was. But if you think you're going to do, you got to do X, Y, and Z. That's how you do it but here's doc rivers oh i don't know i'm I'm getting the question about i can blame ben simmons i don't know if he's my guy whether he is or not that's the worst thing you can do right there man you're a coach you have to be beholden to your players at some point and at least you have to know that if i do this i'm putting the team in a bad spot because let's say doc rivers wanted nothing to do with ben simmons there's time to get that out there's time to say hey here's our off-season meetings and and before we all go away we got to move on from ben right ben we we can't do it we got to move on Okay, we do it. But now now you do it publicly, and you know that he's not going to come back, and now you're bargaining from a position of weakness. This is all on Doc. Yeah, we we talked about this at the time. This quote um, made made the rounds, and we were on air and looking at each other going, well then, all right, now you've escalated. And it's another Doc Rivers moment, right? Can't blame Blake, can't do this. We've laughed about a lot of them. This one, you've got a guy that you already knew was temperamental. And and uh, and didn't like what he was hearing from the Philly faithful, and whether you want to have him back and have him be a linchpin of what you're doing going forward, you can't do it publicly and just say, "All right, we're done." I don't know. I don't know if he's that good or if he can bleed. It's like, okay, maybe he's not, but you've you've tanked any of your leverage. You've pissed him off. So any of the stuff that you were going to try to say, okay, if we can try to make it work or, or smooth it over, here's what we need to commit to and work and whatever, right? He, he opted out of playing for the Australian national team in the Olympics, and he's been hanging out on, on boats and whatever if you read black sports online. But you go on, on down the line uh, as an organization – and you realize how good this guy really is, right? Usually uh, either a top three defensive player of the year, certainly all defensive team year after year. Yeah, the jump shooting, that's for you and I and, and folks outside the nitpick. Because in theory, you recognize those as a team as you construct your squad and recognize, okay, that means we need another guy that's going to be able to knock down shots in big moments. Because you know what he can do? He can distribute the ball. So it's one of those uh, situations whereby you've taken a guy who's still a top, what, 15, 20 player in the league, depending on how much you want to value each of those assets uh, that he brings. Uh, He just has no jump shot, and the free throw percentage has tanked. So behind the scenes, the whole Doc Rivers thing should have been, yeah, we, we know there's things we need to work on as a squad. You know, do all your best political speech as you can, and then behind the scenes becomes, all right, here's our exit interview. Ben, here's what we'd like you to commit to as we get to the next phase uh, of working with you and Joel Embiid. And and maybe it's all lip service, and he tells you to go blank yourself and still walks off into the summer. But how, how would you expect a guy to come back here? And unlike football, unlike you know a, a lot of other sports, guys in the NBA have the power to do this. <laughs> they, they, they have guaranteed contracts. And sure, you can find them, but in, in the end, you, you're still going to want to move on and get some kind of assets back. So he has them over a barrel, and it's a team that when you look at the Eastern Conference, there's still a window to compete and be at the top of it, but that's going to shrink. And looking to move him 
Well, now you've got a diminished property because they know you can't make it work. So you're not going to get the same returns back. It's going to be a, all right, we're not going to give you any viable assets now. But here's another draft pick for you. <laughs> and, you know, some guys are think those are the greatest thing. They're lottery tickets. Like, come on! Oh, I'm going to get man. that guy. But here's the problem is if your team's any good, the draft pick sucks. And it's a guy that you probably don't even want to make your team if he's at the back end of the first <laughs> round. Other than the guarantee contract because he got selected there fox sports radio the jason smith show with my best friend mike Harmon. when a train it's a vehicle at a railway crossing the results are often deadly be cautious at crossings and if the signals are going don't be tempted to try and sneak across the tracks even if you don't see a train stop because trains can't brought to you by nitsa so it's doc's fault we're here none of this is happening and the hand of the sixers isn't being forced if doc rivers doesn't say what he says he could have found a way to smooth it over and you still want to move on from ben simmons that's great but once he says it you knew that was it and now here we are getting close to training camp and Ben Simmons says I don't want to report so now you got to make a deal now you're forced to make a deal if you want to be a championship team because you can't just let them sit while you try to make a trade because now you're going you're gonna to lose games. It's going to be awful. So now you have to go do this, right? That's why this is all on Doc Rivers. Now there are some teams and there are some fits out there that are really good, right? I told you from the beginning the Warriors should have been on the phone with the Sixers right after Doc said that, right? Doc, Doc said, I don't know if he's our championship point guard. Bring, hang on, I got to get this. Hello. Oh, oh, it's Steve Kerr calling me. Hang on, Steve. Yeah, what do you want? Oh, uh, okay, Wiggins and Wiseman. Yeah, that money works. Okay, great. Guys, we just made a trade. Uh, I just want to let you all know. Like, they should have been on the phone with the Sixers right away because that would, that would get it done. And you've seen the last few days, okay, what are the best fits for Ben Simmons? Look, I like the Warriors. The Clippers are getting a big run. And you're also seeing Portland getting a big run for C.J. McCollum. Hey, send the score to Philadelphia, send Ben Simmons to Portland, right? I see that. But really... The best thing you can do because you 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 got to get a good you got to get a really good player right that's the thing getting Andrew Wiggins and Jamal Wise- and James Wiseman uh, okay if I'm Philadelphia I go bold and I call Portland and I go yeah no I know you, you're gonna talk about C J McCollum what it's gonna take to get Damian Lillard because you know Damian Lillard is just waiting around to demand a trade All right you know he's not happy he hasn't come out specifically and done a Ben Simmons or a James Harden and said, that's right. it, that's, I'm done. But well, you know that's where it's going, right? I mean, eventually it's going to well, be... Well, to be unless- fair, neither, neither has Ben Simmons yet. We're getting back to that same uh, area with a, a yeah, bunch but, of yeah, the, but this, uh, and, yeah, NFL but, players. Yeah, but this he won't report for the opening of camp. Like, that's pretty... I mean, he's not doing it. Like, that. that's going to be the big... He says he's not coming. So you have a time. You have time to trade me now. Uh, if he shows up... What, what are you talking about? Well, I'm having a big drink. What are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm not showing up. Uh, so you know that Damian Lillard is just going to want out at some point, right? He's just going to want out. Because unless the, the, the Blazers start 15-0 and 0 and everything is great, he's going to want out, right? He, he, you've heard the rumors. He has talked about wanting out. He's talked about who he's wanted, but he's never said, I want out, right? He's being a good, as good a guy as you can be about this without demanding a trade. But you know it's coming. If you're the Blazers, you know what's coming. Getting Ben Simmons is not going to help Damian Lillard because Damian Lillard says, dude, I need the basketball so I can shoot from the logo. Yeah, but see, but that's my job is I take the ball and I pass you. No, 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 dude, I have the ball. They call me Logo Lillard for a reason. That's because I dribble the ball over half court and I shoot from the logo. This is the trade because you know you're going to have to make the move. You know eventually Damian Lillard's going to go someplace. And are you really going to get a better individual player than Ben Simmons. You're not. You're going to get a package of players who may seem like they have promise or potential. You're going to get draft picks. You're going to get everything. You're, you, what you need is another really, really good player. This is a guy, a multiple all-star who is 25 years old that can do a lot of really good things. Hey, this is the guy you trade Damian Lillard for. It's not equal value, but you're not going to get equal value because it's not how it works in the NBA. Because any team that wants Damian Lillard is not going to trade you one of their great high-priced players. They want 
to team Damian Lillard with somebody else. And Lillard in Philadelphia would be a huge deal. Oh, my God, the Sixers might win 70 games with him and Embiid and him and Embiid. And Embiid could disappear for weeks upon end and go, yeah, no, I'm good. I can come back now and play Damian Lillard. You take some time off. It would be an incredible duo there. But realize that's that's the best trade you're going to get is Ben Simmons for Damian Lillard. Anything else is going to be, well, we'll get this guy who might be good and this guy who might be good and we'll try to move. No, you need to have the 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 highest number of best players you can. That's how it works in the NBA. This is not the NFL where you can get depth at positions and where we got a couple of first round picks and we're going to get guys and fill holes here. This is not Major League Baseball where you could trade a star and you got two guys that are going to be in your starting rotation next year. No. In the NBA you have to collect superstars. And when you're going to lose a superstar, you got to get a superstar back. If I thought the Blazers could get somebody else better than Ben Simmons, I would say then you go for that. But this is the best you're going to get. The money is just about going to match You'll figure out a way to do it. That's the trade that should happen. And if you tell Lillard you want to go to Philadelphia to play with Joel Embiid, he's going to say, okay, I'm ready. we got to fire Doc. But I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm I'm ready to go. I mean, this is the trade that really (laughs) has to happen. I tell you, I I like it because it'll, it'll set the NBA world on fire. And I question how much it would change the narrative of, of Damian Lillard. Right, of how much we'd start getting, well, the backstory is back-channeling his way out of Portland this whole time as opposed to, hey, man, I'm just you know here for the ride until uh, you know we hit that point in the road. Uh, I think some of that would be lost if suddenly this uh, were to come down. And really, do, do you want Ben Simmons and C.J. McCollum? Is that the team that's going to lead you? No. It's not, but so, if you're going to lose Damian Lillard, you want a guy coming in that's okay. Well, Ben Simmons is coming in. We'll figure something else out. We'll get another couple of players. I mean, he's he, you got to keep the get the best players you can in a trade. You can't just get a package. Oh, look at this great package coming. Oh no, 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 the pack, no, no, no. The package is always the worst. You can't get because a package. that's just the uh, it's it's like all the fantasy football trades that you get offered. Here, here's these four guys for your stud. I'm like, I'm going to have to cut three people to make this work. What are you What are you talking about? <laughs> So get out of here with your nonsense. That was a message direct to Fabiano uh, for the inevitable trade offers that will start here in week three. <laughs> <laughs> he's the worst guy to trade with, man. Fabiano, he's the worst guy to trade with. Every, every well, offer. He just tries like, to wear you down, and he, he sets an alarm for like 2 a.m. and starts bugging uh, you and s- disrupting your sleep pattern and the whole idea. He'd be a great GM because what Fabiano does with trades is he'll call and he'll say, let's make a trade. Okay. And he'll say, and he'll make you a really bad offer. And then you'll counter with an offer and he'll add a player to it. And then you'll say, well, and I got this guy. Well, if you give me this, I need this guy. I need this guy. And it's like, oh my God. And he just keeps adding guys. It's like, it's nobody I want. And you're not, and and, and he just keeps sending you these, let's do it. Let's do it. And eventually I have to realize, dude, we're not going to make a trade. We're, we're not. I don't know how you make trades with anybody. I'm not going to make. Well, a trade you block him. I'm Eventually, not you just it. block him. That's kind of <laughs> what you're going to have to do. I mean, I, I'd love to see Ben Simmons show up in Chicago, uh, but they've already made a number of moves and and trying to figure out how to make money work there would be too much of a problem. Uh, that and you know when it's when it's all said and done, you've already acquired Alonzo Ball, so some of that goes out the window, but. Uh, it, it's it'll be curious to watch the next couple of days, right? You got Las Vegas Lakers and and bonding and all of that, and Carmelo's talk about LeBron as the GM. I'm sure that's going over well in the offices that that cat's truly out of the bag. But uh, when when you get down to it, uh, who's reporting? Who's not? Who's in shape? Uh, best shape of their lives, all of those stories and nonsense uh, coming up here in the next couple of weeks, as well as NHL action. Smith, it's all coming together. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What a night we've seen so far in Major League Baseball. Dodgers and the Rockies tied at four apiece. Everybody in the AL East keeps winning. This is going to be some kind of last couple weeks for the pennant race. Joining us now on the hotline, no one better. MLB Network, Fox Sports Radio, Insider Extraordinaire. You can follow him on Twitter at John Morosi. That's at John Perosi. John Paul Morosi with us. What's happening, buddy? How are you? I am outstanding. I uh, happened to check the score of the Monday night football game last night at halftime, and I said, my gosh, the Lions are actually winning a Lambeau. This is interesting. And then in the morning, I checked what happened the rest of the evening, and I was not surprised. 
Yeah, you know, that's a game where you check, and then when it's going well, you know not to check again because that's probably as good as it's going to get. I Exactly right. That's why I, I actually did not watch a single down. I just checked the score at halftime, and then and then when the game was over uh, in the morning, I checked it again. I said, oh, oh, the, the very predictable thing happened. So uh, that was predictable. That was predictable. Uh, where we are at right now in baseball, where one of the big stories is – Kevin Kiermeyer finding a loose scouting card in the dirt around home plate and Connor McGregor on the mound. We are those are two stories I did not expect would be leading the baseball conversation this evening. Well, let's start with the Conor McGregor thing because we watched his first pitch before the Cubs game tonight, and he throws the ball off the the brick uh, 30 feet to the left of of the catcher. I see these first pitches, JP, now, and and I know that – Guys are just doing it for the attention because they know if I just throw a regular first pitch, no one's going to care. But if I throw one so craptastic, I'm going to be all over social media. And here's Conor McGregor dying for publicity. So I'm going to throw the first pitch all the way as far as I can to the wall. I kind of see through this act now, I think. Well, that's a great question. And uh, I I did not actually uh, have a chance to join any Zoom press conference with Conor to see how he felt about his pitch selection there, uh, to see how his mechanics were doing in advance, uh, what the pitching coach said, what the game plan was. Uh, I, I, I do think, let, let's, let's be honest, uh, given uh, his career, what I know of it, which is not very much, uh, th- there may have been some showmanship there. I think based on track record, one could indicate that perhaps uh, that would be fitting in a pattern of uh, what he has done to perhaps get himself in, in the uh, in the sports uh, sports world and, and uh, hype up uh, whatever's going on in his career. But I think in general, uh, we have seen other, other people, I, I think, rather uh, authentically misfire to that extent, but that was that was an all-timer, my friends. I have I have not seen anything uh, of that nature in a long time, so I, I would have to say that one ranks up there with uh, one of the one of the worst uh, first pitches I've ever seen. Well, that was just absolutely spectacular. But the the better uh, on field pageantry and well potential fisticuffs uh, between squads is, as you mentioned, the Kiermaier and Kirk uh, interaction at home played. Uh, card goes flying from the wristband and it's like hey look what i got here i've got information and then it becomes a you stole our place i mean i i saw folks even jp bringing out an old brady bunch episode where there's a fake playbook when marcia starts dating uh someone from the rival squad uh, what do you make <laughs> wow. of all this and how does it play out between teams well, this is really unique, and uh, there are a couple different uh, ways to look at this. First of all, I don't think Kiermaier violated any rule. Uh, there is nothing that would merit disciplinary action. Uh, one could argue that this is uh, maybe a bit foul play relative to, to where the game is and what is good sportsmanship. Then again, if you bring I, – I was thinking about this tonight. This is the equivalent of you're going to an open note test, and you drop your notes, and someone picks up your notes, and they are able to uh, more successfully complete the test than you. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were your notes, and they, they fell. Now, now I, I think an old, an old school baseball person might say, well – that's what you get for having to have a, a card on the field, right? I mean, yeah. they may say that, that, that back in the old days, as in like 2010, they would just sort of play the game without having to need uh, these, these scouting report cards, which, by the way, everyone has now. Outfielders have them. Infielders have them. Pitchers have them. Catchers have them. Everybody does. And I, I, I think that, by and large, these scouting cards help you uh, help you make good decisions on the field about where to go. But this is one indication of, by the way, a team that you might be facing in the playoffs now has 
the, the equivalent of your playbook. And yeah. that's that's suboptimal if you're the if you're the Jays. But then again, what are you going to do? You're not going to hit Kiermaier with a pitch and say, "Hey, don't pick up our our play <laughs> card." I mean, it's just it, it, it's a little silly, and I think it just sort of illuminates how when you start bringing the game of baseball down this very unique data-driven, uh, somewhat heavy-handed analytical approach, that there are some things that pop onto the field like a play card that never existed before. And honestly, guys, it also this also begs the question, and again, you would know better than me because you actually follow the sport, how often do, do quarterback wristbands or, or play cards in football fall into the wrong hands on the field? Like I'm asking the honest question, does that ever happen in the NFL? These guys, the quarterbacks now have these massive wristbands with all kinds of digits on them and all kinds of other stuff. I mean, what, what do we see there? Anything? You know, the, the last time was what? It was the Super Bowl, right? Kyle Shanahan, when he was the OC for the Falcons, yes. losing his backpack that had the playbook in it. That was the last time. <laughs> that's kind of a big deal. <laughs> in yeah. the Super Bowl, I would say. I mean, that's 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 a pretty significant issue. Uh, yeah. So I, I so clearly it happens in football on some level. It's it's rather inevitable that 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 I suppose I you know listen if that you have to have a card or something on paper that's that's out there in the field of play I, I guess I can understand that happening a little more easily in baseball and where this is especially troubling is is that if you're the Jays now I don't know what's on that card it might have just been uh, hey when there's a runner on second base and I tap my my shin guard then we're going to go to the second sign after the number of outs whatever it is to to that way save the mound visit which i think is what a lot of those wristbands do but i if it has any sort of instruction about how you're going to pitch that team it's probably not going to change that much in the next 10 days you know if if you think Kierbeier is susceptible to sliders away. You're probably still going to give him that in ten days, and and it really is a very interesting dynamic where baseball is pretty specific to football in that comparison. All that being said, uh, the, the Jays should guard their valuables a little more carefully, and I, I really don't think that there is much um, that that anybody can really do about it. It's it's really on on the integrity of the Rays about how they feel they should use them. This is this is like a college level ethics course. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't. I, I don't know what the right answers are. No, I, I, I want to call it. up my my moral reasoning professor uh, from from college about what the right thing to do is. I got Do you take a picture? Do you Mills, scan do it? Do you, well, do you really? negotiate it like it's a hostage exchange? I mean, I mean, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah, I'll I, tell it's you, a great I'll, question. I mean, like, what is the moral? What is the moral decision? I mean, probably the fully, you know, moral upstanding thing. I, I suppose it was within the realm of Kiermaier's possible uh, gestures to say, "Hey, Alejandro, here's your here's your card, and just give it back to him." He could have done that, but he didn't, and so I, I don't, I'm not going to blame him for it. I also think that as we talk about players making decisions in, in big moments, I do have to say that. The the Mookie Betts moment over the weekend with the Reds was just classic, you know. So young uh, uh, T.J. Friedel hits his first home run, and Mookie on the other team asks for the ball back and says, "Hey, I got you. I'll come back and make sure that I take care of you." And he brings back a signed bat that Mookie himself had signed to make sure that a player on the other team gets his first major league hit ball back. That is. Awesome, and and Mookie's one of the great people in the game. Tremendous ambassador. I love that from Mookie, and I wanted to make sure that in the midst of the uh, the, the, the rather amusing discussion of Kiermaier, that I did not run out of time to mention Mookie because he is the man. All right. Well, it's, I'm glad you said because I have this in now. I have in exactly what was written on the card that was told. You want me to read it to you? Yes, please do. Okay, here it is. Here, because it says, "Dear pitching staff, just don't suck." Because we got six guys with 80 or more RBI and six guys with 20 or more home runs. Give up less than eight runs a game and we'll win. Don't blow it for us. That's what it says. Sounds about right. That sounds about right. And by the way, uh, I think that's well well said. Uh, The Jays are a scary team. And how about the AL wildcard picture overall right now? Jays win tonight. Red Sox win. Yankees win. It's going to be a tremendous week and a half to go. And I know that we talk a lot of football this time of year, and it's fun and it's great, but when you've got a three-team legit race 
for only two spots, and they're all in the same division, division rivals. This is going to be great. I mean, this is this is all the drama that you want. And oh, by the way, the Cardinals have won ten games in a row. Where'd they come from? And then you got the Padres with all kinds of infighting and whatever drama is going on there. My goodness. Stay hot, baseball. We got all kinds of stuff going on right now. This is good stuff. Yeah, there's no question. What do you make of the uh, the Padres scenario, Machado and Tatis Jr.? Was it just fiery leaders having a moment, or is it the culmination of the weeks of well, let's just call it languishing, and the winds yeah. have been sparse, and and watching the Giants and Dodgers battling? I, I think it's it's both of those things. I mean, first of all, I think Machado and Tatis will still be friends. I don't think this end their friendship or, or create some sort of long-term rift. I think all of us who have been on teams at any level, even the very poor teams that I played on when I was a kid, you get in disagreements with your teammates. That, that happens. The, the, the unique thing here is that they're two highly paid athletes in the nine figures and, and uh, two of the wealthiest players in the sport getting into it, and it, and it got on TV. I mean, that, that's what made it interesting. The issue for the Padres, and, and here's the one uh, – the one thing that I think is important to, to sort of discuss here with the way they're built, and I know there's a lot of pressure on Jace Tingler. I, I get that. But sometime go call up the, the Padres lineup on any given night and count for yourself how many players were drafted and developed by that organization from the very beginning, from, from the first contract, and there aren't very many. And, and that's not always a problem, but when the heat gets on very hot, you look around and say, wait a minute, are these guys that I've, that I've trusted and been with since I was 18 or 19, or have we all been sort of thrust together in the last couple of years and, and with a lot of talent? Talent's great, but every talented team struggles. And when that, when that talented team struggles, you have to figure out, okay, where, where's, our, where's our compass? Who are we? And I, I, I think the Padres... They, they don't really quite know what they're about competitively outside of being very talented. And, and I look at other examples of recent teams, the Royals, when they struggled, when they were down in playoff series, hey, Eric Hosmer and Sal Perez and Moustakas, those guys were teammates low in the minor leagues. The Giants, look at what they're doing right now. It's still some of the same names. Posey, Crawford, Belt, they've been there for multiple championships. The Cardinals, when they've been good in the past. The Dodgers, they've got a very homegrown group, even though they've had some superstars added in there. The Padres, uh, they're talented. They've got a lot of great professionals there, but they don't have a lot of battle-tested time together. And I really think that that has shown up here in a big way. Plus, their pitching has been inconsistent and hurt. And that's been, I think, another key thing that we can't overlook and is important to really emphasize. Paddock, Clevenger, Lamette, Snell, they haven't been what they expected. And when that's all the case, it's really hard to win. All right, JP, let's finish here. One-sentence answers for two of the biggest questions in baseball. You ready? I got it. One sentence is actually my specialty. Go ahead. All right, very good. <laughs> the winner of the NL West will be? Dodgers. The American League wild cards will be? Red Sox, Blue Jays. Oh, you can never go to New York again. You can never oh, go to New York again. Oh, because that. I didn't pick the Mets to make the playoffs? No, you didn't pick the Yankees. <laughs> I, I was being a little facetious there, Jason. Just you, like you, you are so earnest. You're I, such an I, earnest Mets fan. I'm you, sorry, you have had, yes. You've had such strife. It will be okay, <laughs> my friend. It's going to be okay. They were not – I'm going to tell you something. They were not that good to begin with this year. And as soon as DeGrom got hurt, they were never the same team. So oh. – I would, I would advise all Met fans, don't get too upset at Luis Roas or anybody else. You had the best pitcher in the game, he got hurt, and they haven't been the same team since then. And the Braves were more talented all along. I mean, that's right. I mean, like, can we at least just get, get on board with that idea? I'm with Maybe. you. I'm with you, JP. Sure. I'm with you. Look, I, I, Harper's, Harper's also better than anybody else on that team. Yeah, yeah. Is no, he an MVP? Right. Is he the MVP now? Uh, he might be. I, I mean, I, I think the, the Phillies, 
they've gotten close enough that I, I think he's got a real chance. The NL MVP is a really interesting one. I think the AL certainly is Otani with Vlad as a strong second and Semyon probably third. Sal Perez, by the way, all-time home run single-season record for a catcher. What a guy. I was telling you earlier what a just – he also at one point in time caught, I think, like 140-some-odd games in a single season. He, is, he, like Mookie Betts, is also the man. He's on Twitter at John Morosi. That is at John Morosi, a man who has been called the Eric Hipple of baseball insiders. JP, mm, as always, go. buddy. Appreciate hey, man, it, my Eric friend. Hipple had some good years back in the day. <laughs> uh, yeah, he really did. Uh, I, was a, I was a big You know, we, we had Greg Landry, Tobin wrote back in the day. It's good stuff there for the life. Nice. There you go. <laughs> Take it easy, buddy. Love have you guys. fun. We'll All talk best. to you. Thanks. Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The last two days, I really can't get over all the love that one quarterback in the NFL has been getting. The talk about him has been, look at how well he's throwing the ball. Look at how good he is. His former team made a mistake. Look how good Sam Darnold is. Okay. (laughs) Sam Darnold is just a guy. He's a jag. All right. The Jets got rid of him because he's not a quarterback that's going to make your team better. He is just a guy. I told you in the beginning, Mike, that Carolina was a great landing spot for any quarterback because, boy, do they have a really good team. Right. You have talked about in anybody's evaluation at worst the second best running back in the nfl in christian mccaffrey you have a couple of pretty good wide receivers and Moore and robbie anderson you got a defense with a pretty good defensive line uh this team is pretty good they didn't have anybody could throw the football last year teddy two gloves couldn't throw the ball more than eight yards i could put more pop on that than he can they needed somebody that could throw the ball he couldn't do it sam darnold can throw the ball downfield he is a competent quarterback and that's what Sam Darnold did the first two weeks the first game against the Jets you saw how bad the Jets are the Jets absolutely stink and still Darnold was just okay against them threw a touchdown when the Jets blew a coverage and Robbie Anderson didn't have a guy within 20 yards of him that was his touchdown pass now here against the Saints he goes for 305 and a couple of touchdowns he has a nice day it helps when you have a running back that can run for 70 yards and a touchdown that can catch 65 yards and passes right then you have wide receivers like DJ Moore. None of these guys he had in New York. None of these guys he had. None of these guys he had. He is on a really good team and he's playing okay. Trust me, he is just a guy. Yes, he's easy to root for and I'm happy for him. I mean, I wasn't happy week one because, you know, I wanted to win, but he was always someone that understood New York, figured out what he needed to do to try to succeed. He never said the wrong thing. He always tried to be a team guy. He did things right. The only thing he did wrong was play well enough, and he's not someone that's going to elevate the team around him. Is he someone that can play competently on a good team? Yes. There's lots of guys like that. There's lo- Taylor Heineke is someone you can put on this Panthers team, and he would be the same guy as Sam Darnold, right? Sam Darnold is just a guy, but on a team that has a lot of talent, yeah, he can get the ball out there and he can look okay, but trust me, he's a jag. All right, so that's part of the, the Jets fan in you that, that is going to diminish it, and yes, obviously all quarterbacks play better when they have better pieces around them, right? A lot of the conversation today about the greatness of Tom Brady. Like, my God, why, why is this a shock at this point? Do we have nothing else to talk about in this world except, oh, my God, look at the numbers from Brady and defying father time. This is not new, new material. But, yes, look at the skill position guys around him much better, right, than anything you had when he was with New England. Keep on going down. We can do this with every quarterback from here to kingdom come. Uh, Matt Rule in his second year with his defense rising up. He got a lot of top picks last year. Remember, all they did was draft defense. So you got a, long, a lot of young guys that are hungry. Last year, you mentioned Teddy Bridgewater. Mike Davis did fine. Now he's in Atlanta, and, well, they're running in mud. But now you look at the – you mentioned the wide receivers on the edge. You got a solid offensive line, at least to this point. Still not sure on that overall. But Christian McCaffrey's going to solve a lot of ills. Is that Sam Darnold's fault? No, you play to the personnel. This is where you don't diminish Sam Darnold, but you light a fire 
Like, literally, you take the Brad Pitt flamethrower and you bring it back to Robert Sala and the crap that they're putting out on the field in New York. That's the point here. It's not about Sam Darnold. It's not about him being a jag or being an underperformer. It's about the fact that you never surrounded him with adequate weapons out there except for Robbie Anderson. The rest of it was trash. That's the story here. Sam Darnold, good luck to you. You got a squad, make the most of it, because the rest of the division outside of Tampa looks like it's going to be trash as well. You know how many Jets failure stories we can do, buddy? We could do a million of them. Same as Brady uh, takes. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. But the six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 